You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. Well, let's get our Bibles out. Let's get our Bibles out. I want you to turn right now. I want you to turn. We're going to be in two spots today. We're going to kind of talk through our our modern day experience right now of Christmas. We've been talking, and this whole day has been talking about uh, uh, we we dipped into Christmas past. We we worshipped in Christmas present, and and then we even saw our our Christmas future. I, I want to kind of continue that theme right now. I want to kind of continue that and continue on uh, uh, with that idea and really kind of dig out some truths of where we could be and maybe, maybe even a pitfall that we could fall into if we're not careful. But John chapter 8, starting in verse 1, and then also we're going to be in Mark chapter 8. We're going to be in those two places today. And we're going to dig out some truths, and we're going to let the Pharisees and their experience with Jesus and their experience with their encounters with Jesus really kind of, we're going to see through their eyes almost what we, if we're not careful, what we could get into and miss in this moment in time. So, So let's pray before we jump into the Word. Father God, I thank you right now. I thank you for your Word. I thank you that it is alive. I thank you that it is active. I thank you that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that it's able to divide us to our very core. Father, right now in this season, Father, we, we, we don't need you to add more stuff to us. Father, we need, we need direction and we need to hear your voice. So today we say in this moment our ears are open, our hearts are receptive, and our knees are weak. So Father, lead us, direct us. Speak to us and change us in Jesus' name. And everybody would say, come on now. All right, well, so I I told you, listen, we're going to be in John chapter 8, Mark chapter 8. And I want to take two kind of very non-Christmassy stories. I mean, we could go to Luke and we could go to Matthew and we could go through the genealogy and we could go to the manger and we could go to the wise men and we could even go uh, to drummer boys. And I don't even know if there was a drummer boy, but we could go to all of these things to really dig into the Christmas story. But we're going to take some passages that are normally really not connected with the Christmas story because I I think that they actually point more to our experience right now than a story of a manger or a story of a star. So in John chapter 8, and I'm not going to read through all of these, but I want to just pick up these stories. In John chapter 8, starting in verse 1 through 11, come on, we know this story. What a weird place to be for a Christmas message, but this is, I want you to see this. In John chapter eight, we see this story of of these Pharisees, these religious men of the day. And they've found a young lady and she's caught in the act of adultery. And we won't even get into that because we've got children watching and it's kind of a family Sunday. They catch this woman in in this compromising place. And they bring her before Jesus. And we know this story, right? We know the story. We know how Jesus responds, riding in the sand. We know all of that. But I want you to see something that they do here. They have Jesus standing before them in this moment. 
And the thing that they declare, they, they throw into Jesus' face, the Savior of the world, the one that writ, the word that they have memorized that has now become flesh is standing in front of them. And what they do is they don't look at him and say, Jesus, how would you act in this moment? What should we do in this moment with this young lady? What they do instead is they bring her before him and they say, let's go back to the past. And what does our past say? And the past says in the law of Moses that we should stone her. And the law of Moses, the things of our past, the things that we have clinged to in our past says this, this is the moment. This is what we should do in this moment. And we know Jesus' response. We know that in this moment that Jesus just literally just shuts them down. He writes in the stand, stones fall and grace is extended to this woman, man. And she's forgiven and she's directed in another way of life. Now I want you to go with me. Come on, stick with me here because I want you to see through the eyes of the Pharisees. Remember, they've got Jesus, the Word becoming flesh, standing before them. And they're focused on the past. What did we used to do? How should we have used to handle this? Now let's go, let's fast forward a little bit. Mark chapter 8. Starting in verse 11, I want to read this because what a passage. The Pharisees, starting in verse 11 in Mark chapter 8, it says this. The Pharisees came and began to question Jesus. To test him, they asked him for a sign from heaven. And he sighed deeply and said, why does this generation ask for a sign? Truly, I tell you, no sign will be given to it. And then he left them. He got back into his boat and he crossed over to the other side. I want you to see these two experiences. We've got the Pharisees bringing uh, an opportunity, uh, uh, this experience before Jesus and drawing on their past and looking backwards and saying, what should we do? And now we have the Pharisees standing before the Son of Man, the creator of oxygen. The Word became flesh. The, the, The Word that was used to create everything and they demand for Him. They say, you know what? Give us a sign. Give us something in the future. This moment of what you are standing in front of me is not enough. Give me something in the future that'll line up within my head of what I think it should be like. And then I'll act in this moment. Think about that. Think about that just for a moment. Now, Pastor Chris, I know you would say, well, how do these two passages relate to the Christmas story? Well, it, it's real simple. I just want to give us this one truth because I, I genuinely felt that, 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 that I'm concerned about this. I'm genuinely concerned that we have the possibilities of walking through Christmas season, this moment in our life, just like the Pharisees did in these two situations. What do I mean? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Follow me on this. And it would be so simple in this moment. It would be so simple. And how do I know it would be so simple? Because me and Sonia have done it. Me and Sonia have, have been the ones that have, have sat around and we've looked at our Christmas of past and we looked at our celebrations of the past. Man, I'm sitting here looking at an empty auditorium right now going, man, do you remember last year? Man, do you remember how it used to be? Man, we were able to gather. Man, we were able to do this. And man, we were able to do that. And all the while, missing the present moment. Why? Because we're so hung up 
on things of the past. We're so hung up on things that we have lost. We're so hung up on things of how it used to be and what it could have been and how it should have been. And then we miss what's standing right before us. And then this moment where the Pharisees come to him and go, listen, man, show us a sign. See, it would also be so easy in this moment right now to be projecting out. Man, 2021's Christmas. We're going to do this. And 2021, we're going to do that. And we're going to really make up for it. And we're really going to focus. Man, we're going to take a trip. And we're going to take the family. And we're going to do this. And we're going to do that. And we're going to do this. And man, we, 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 we just go, man, I, that's how it should be. And that's what it's going to be like. And this is what it's going to be like. And it's going to be amazing in 2021. All the while, while 2020 is standing right now in this moment, this very second, and I kind of hear that same sigh of Jesus. Man, you demand for something in the future, but yet you are missing me in the present. I'm standing right before you and you're demanding a sign of the future. You're so future focused right now because you're so disappointed because this moment doesn't line up with what you think it should. That you're demanding of me something far off in the future and yet you are missing me here. Man, as your pastor and as your friend, I I wanted to just come before you today and just simply throw this out to us. There are a couple of things. I don't want us to go through this Christmas season. I don't want to go through this Christmas holiday where we we get so focused and we get so bitter and rigid about what we have lost in the past and what we used to have and how it used to be that we miss this moment like the woman caught in adultery. We miss this moment where we could have extended grace, where we could have extended hope to somebody where we could have extended love. Can you imagine if these Pharisees, these men of God, the church of the day would have come to Jesus and said, listen, I know this is what we used to do, but I see you, and what do you want to do in this moment with this young lady? Show us, and can you imagine if that moment turned into a teaching moment, and Jesus was able to look at them and just go, I see your heart. I see what you desire. You're not missing this moment of grace. You're not missing this and can you imagine the church of the day getting to restore this young lady instead of just dropping rocks and walking away mad can you imagine can you imagine that my goodness my goodness Listen to me, I don't want us to be so bitter and so angry about what we have lost. And I know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sticking my head in the sand. I know we're gonna, we've lost some things this year. I know that some of our traditions and what we love and what we kind of bank on at this time, man, they're not the same. I get it, but let's not as a church stick our heads in the sand and be so past-minded that we miss the very opportunities of extending grace to those in front of us, to extending mercy to those that need mercy, to maybe using this time, maybe, maybe this is the year when all is crazy. And maybe in past years where we got so hung up in the traditions of things, and maybe that this, for the first time, those things have quieted down, allowing us to actually focus on what matters reaching out to people and extending grace that we hoped 
presents and, and traditions and trinkets would cover up. And maybe in the past, we, we just tried to cover all of those things. Maybe there's rifts in your family. Maybe there's broken down relationships in your family that you just hoped the traditions of the past would cover up. And that a turkey leg would is shoved in somebody's mouth will keep somebody from talking about that. And we could just get through the holidays. Well, maybe, maybe. Maybe this is the year where all of that stuff is quieted down and you can have real conversations with real people that matter. And maybe this year, maybe this is the year that you can extend grace and mercy in the moment. I don't care what act they were caught in. I don't care what failings that are standing between you. Don't miss the Jesus in this moment. He is giving us opportunities to extend that grace and that love and that mercy. Don't miss it. Don't be standing there with stones going, I'm so angry. I don't get to go and do what I've always done. Let stones fall, but don't walk away. Let's reach out to that young lady. Let's reach out to our family member. Let's reach out to that uncle. Let's reach out to that cousin. Let's reach out to that mom. Let's reach out to that dad. Let's reach out to that friend. Let's reach out to those that are, that, that, that are broken down and say, I, I want to extend grace. I want to extend love. I want to extend mercy, and I need you to forgive me for trying to cover it up in the past, but I want to walk this out because this is what's important. Tinsel and trinkets and lights, let them all fade so that grace and mercy can be extended. And my goodness, these guys, like in Mark chapter 8, where they demanded for the sign, oh God, give me a sign, show me that it's going to be okay, give me a sign that one day it will line up with all the things that I wanted to line up with. Man, give me that sign, God, give me that sign. Man, let us not be like those people that we are so future-minded that we just sit and make it through 2020, that we just sit and make it through the holidays, and we just twiddle our thumbs and, and, and clench our fists and demand for something and beg for something and go, come on, I want this and I want that and I want it to be this way, and I'm not going to move until it looks like that. Man, let us not be like that. Let us not miss the Jesus that is the sign stands before you today in this moment, in this hour, in this very second, stands before you, not future. But right now, Jesus stands before us and says, I am here. You don't need to wait for something off in the future. I am here, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and I have a plan for you, I have a plan to use you, I have a plan for life for you that you've never experienced before. Why are you waiting for that which is in the future when I am standing before you today? Why? Man, I, I'm just asking you right now, I'm just asking you right now in this moment, let us not be a church. Let us not be a church that misses this moment because we're so hung up in what we've lost in the past and we're so hopeful of what is coming to the future that we miss the moment of seeing Jesus in the moment and the people in this moment that need grace and mercy and love and we need to be the voice of that. 
We need to be the anchors church that are saying no, 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 no. When everybody else is running around with their, like their heads cut off like chickens and, and, and they're just looking around and, and anxious about everything, let us be the church that is standing still and go, no, Jesus is in this moment, right now. God has a plan right now. It's not future, it's not past, it's right now. Let's see it, let's cling to it, and let's be a part of it. And that's our prayer. That's my prayer for my family, myself, for you, my friends, my family. Man, that's my prayer for us today. Something simple, but something right now. I beg you, don't miss Jesus in this moment. I, don't, I, I beg you not to miss what he's calling you to in this moment. I beg you. I'm going to pray for us. Listen. I'm going to pray for us, and I know that you're going to go, and, and I know there's still things to do this week, and there are still check boxes to check off, and lists to double check, check them twice. I, I get all of that, but I pray as you go through this, the rest of this week, and you gather around family, or you gather over phone, or Skype, or, or, or Zoom, or whatever you do, I pray that you keep this. You are present in the moment, and that you see Jesus and you see those opportunities to extend grace and mercy and that we do it. Father, I just pray right now, let us be the church that you've called us to be in this moment. Not a church that is looking backwards or a church that is hoping for the sweet by and by, but a church that is active in this moment, in this place, in this hour, being your voice, being your hands, being your feet, showing your love and not missing it. Let it be the case. Father, we love you today. We honor you today. We thank you for what this time of year means for all of us. We love you today. And everybody would say, amen, amen, amen. Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.